0: My name is Matthew Champ, and I've got daddy issues. My name is Chris Kingsbury, and I have daddy issues.
1: And this, and this is, is Daddy, daddy issues, issues with Champ and Kingsbury. Kingsbury. episode three episode
0: three Uh, well
1: actually technically like episode two because we're calling our first episode our pilot episode because we want to write that one off yeah Yeah, well and you know like
0: we're we're finding
1: our group we're finding our group i said we'll be good by like episode five we have we have a solid format we got great guests we're having a lot of fun but i think that we'll have the quality that we
0: need and the sound and and in in the delivery by episode five. Yeah, when you really get into drugs, you really find the way you want to do drugs. And podcasting is like a little bit of a drug.
1: It really is. It really is. It's actually been a while since Chris and I have sat down to like record. We we recorded with Ward Anderson, who's our guest this week. And we'll talk about him in a little bit. Uh, we recorded with him like a week ago. A week, week and, and a half? half week, week and a half yeah. ago. And Chris and I hadn't seen each other for like... Almost like two weeks before that. Yeah, it was a
0: big gap in time. Uh, You had your sister-in-law in town. And she didn't stay for the full length. Thank God! What? No, she had left early. The kid was not doing well. And, uh... That'd be a lesson if you're going to travel. Travel with your significant other uh, because it really does help in those younger years. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, then the garden has been going full tilt with the wife. And what about you, champ? What have you been up to?
1: Oh, right. well, uh, I went to New York City. In yes, that? that is correct. Yeah, I did some shows in New York City. I saw a lot of shows in New York City. I met a I uh, I actually got to go on stage at the Comedy Store. Yes,
0: I do remember. Yeah, seeing those, uh, uh, Dave Patel, Dave Attell and Jeff Ross and invited Jeff
1: Ross. my buddy Simon, Celine, and myself up on stage, and we did some bumping mics.
0: Yeah, that's um, uh, that's super. Kind of got an envy boner. It was a lot of fun, man. And then yeah. we
1: we got we got uh, we went to Gotham. Gotham's a fantastic club, man. We saw Godfrey headline there. Oh, wonderful! he's, he's, a, Godfrey, wonderful he's, he's a killer. Yeah.
0: Uh, a very, very nice man off stage as well. Yeah, yeah. No, everybody was
1: nice. Yeah. We we went to the cellar a bunch of times, saw Nathan McIntosh, Joe Mackey. Oh, God, I haven't seen
0: Nathan in a long time.
1: Yeah, Simon. <laughs> Simon's going to hate me for saying this. Simon fucking heckled Nathan McIntosh.
0: Fuck off.
1: Yeah. Oh. So, well, so what ended That's up happening Simon. is Simon was in the washroom, and Nathan went up first. And Simon came out of the washroom, and Nathan was kind of engaging the Canadians in the crowd, because... Raptors yeah. well he's Canadian Raptors. but also the Raptors, Raptors right? right and yeah. the Raptors were in the playoffs and so a few of us were like we the North and he's like ah yeah. oh, you guys can say that but but you know I, I have to stay here yeah. and then Simon walked out and just thought that everybody was talking to, to Nathan so he's like hey
2: Nathan <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and he's like he's like who the who the fuck is that and he's like it's Simon from Absolute Comedy <laughs> and he's like Simon what are you doing here he's like I came to see you he's like this is a comedy show. <laughs> of all the people to oh know not to yell out in a comedy show. Be the number one door guy. <laughs> Shut the <laughs> fuck door up, guy. Simon. Then that oh the story got back to that story got back to John Fish, because John Fish was the one that got us in. We were in standby and John Fish walks by and goes, Oh hey Simon. Everybody knows Simon Selene. Yeah, there's Simon Selene. There's no oh, hey Simon story. We're gonna have him on to record some ads sometime. He's hilarious. Yeah, he's a great kid. Um, <laughs> and John Fish was like, Oh no no, just let this guy's in, let this guy's in. So we got in through standby, like like off the standby list and, and went in. So that fucking of course comes back to John Fish, and then oh, the next shit. night we're having dinner with Moody McCarthy, oh, so who's another New York New comedian, York, yeah. and he's like, What the fuck were you doing? We've all heard that this like Ottawa comedian heckled Nathan <laughs>
0: Mackenzie.
1: I <laughs> like Simon. Oh, Simon. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I love think. Simon, though. It, yeah, was,
0: I it was such a fun trip. It he, was, he sent me a text today. He's like, hey, what are you doing on Friday? Uh, Or Saturday. You want to go rent some Lamborghini? Lamborghinis and, and Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like... Simon, that sounds awesome, to send. And then the next one I was like, but I have fucking children and I'm not going anywhere doing that. Like, I, oh my god.
1: I was like, I can't drive stick. First off, oh damn, you can't drive stick. I can't drive stick. I'm, I'm waiting for Kate's car to die a little bit more so she can teach me how to drive stick on it. Yeah, it's gonna wear the clutch um, on you know. it. Yeah, I figure I can learn it pretty quickly. It's but not like, bad, there's I, just a point. It yeah, and so I can't drive stick, but also, like, I just went to New York City and spent way more money than I should have spent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah I that. We went and saw Beetlejuice on Broadway. Take off? Dude, it was one of the best Broadway shows I've ever seen. Nice. Yeah, nice. yeah, no, it's fantastic. Um, and so yeah, that, then I came back and I had a whole week of shows, right? I was yeah, featuring I was, for yeah, Mike Dambra and Danbra uh, uh, Ward and Anderson. I and we was... yeah,
0: recording on Sunday. So, yeah. yeah, it's great to see those guys. It's good to glad they came down. We'll get like... Mike Danbra on a future episode. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We got to talk with yeah.
1: Mike. You, uh, you know what? We we jumped straight into this without even talking about what we're drinking.
0: Yeah, we were drinking, uh, we are drinking Vinny Brewing Company's finest samples they have sent us. Uh, Yeah, they actually gave us beer, guys. Like, they gave gave us us alcohol. That's right. They were like, please leave. Take these booze and get out. (laughs) And,
1: you know, like, they're like, it's Sunday at 6 a.m., why do you need this right now? That it's, no, no, it's 9 a.m. It was totally. I don't 9, even know. Yeah. We were recording at 9. We got them the night before. I was trying to make a joke. I don't want to get
0: anybody in trouble. Yeah, no, definitely yeah. not. Uh, uh, Vimy runs an excellent comedy room there uh, mm. once a month. Uh, and we. Uh, actually, what, did, what did you say it was called? Uh, it it's, started <laughs> off with a Vimy brew. We're, uh, <laughs> we're, we're changing that. <laughs> it's very campy. We're going to go with uh, Vimy Comedy Night. Uh, and just keep it simple. We're just uh, once a month show, and they've uh, been more than generous to supply us so with a budget, and the venue, and uh, an incredible uh, atmosphere for comedy. Yeah, and you know what? Their beer is delicious, absolutely delicious. We we went through four different
1: types of beer in this interview. Like we don't talk about it during the interview. We're just progressively getting more drunk as St. the interview. Joel, yeah, uh, but they're they're stout. I don't. I'm not even a stout fan. I don't like stouts and I loved it. There was just, there was like a nice sweetness to it. It, The sweetness masked that bitterness that I don't normally like about
0: stouts. And I don't like IPAs with passion and I can drink their IPA. Their IPA is delicious.
1: I uh, I uh, make Chris drink a lot of IPAs. Uh, that's just because I'm a little bit more hipster than he is. Definitely bigger beard. Uh, it is a bigger beard and more plaid, but yeah. like like it's more like hipstery plaid.
0: Definitely hipstery.
1: This plat. looks like a bowling shirt. You guys can't see this, but I'm wearing my bowling shirt plaid tonight. Yeah,
0: he definitely looks like he's out to you know knock down some pins. Um, they they have an amazing they have amazing red. Yeah, the red is good and let's not forget their, their cream ale, what they're calling, clean. which is their standard lager. Uh it they named it that, but it's just crisp and it's clean. And as far as wheat beers go, if you're a fan of wheat beers, you have to try Vimy's wheat beer, because I am a fan of wheat beers. It is one of the best out there.
1: Here's the thing is like I will go to a brewery and I'll try a bunch of their beers and I will always find a shitty beer amongst them. I have not found that at Vimy- Brew company. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they're yeah. Ottawa based. Uh, check them out if you're in the Ottawa area, if you're driving through Ottawa. Loretta, Loretta and Gladstone. Loretta right. and Gladstone. Right. You, can, you can, like, look them up. Do, yeah. You know what? Also, fucking, if you're in Ontario, go to the LCBOs and ask for it, right? Like, you can order it
0: online as well, yeah. and uh, they'll ship through the LCBO So, the thank out.
1: you for our 10 listeners for taking your advice. And I know that at least one of our listeners is pregnant, so she's not drinking. <laughs>
0: No, that's true. That's true. no. it's true. It's true. shout out. Yes, thank you. Shout, out to, shout out to the
1: pregnant ladies. Shout
0: out to the pregnant ladies.
1: We're actually drinking different beers while we're recording this podcast. This uh, comes from Whippersnapper
0: Brewery Company. I like them. They're in Bell's Corners. They're yeah, one of my favorite. Think, um, they do have hoppy edges to stuff, but they're uh, this mango was good. It could've used more mango, but it was still good. And the uh, German. Uh, traditional ale that I had the other day was very delicious. I think that's like the Alsh or something. Yeah, the Alsh. Right? I'm, not, Alsh. I'm a huge fan of their uh,
1: Agent Orange IPA. It kind of tastes like. Do you remember McDonald drank takeoff?
0: Really? Yeah, yeah. It tastes like carbonated McDonald drink. <laughs> wow, that is. I'm not sure if I want that in a beer, but now I want to taste it. No, man, I bought four of them. I drank them that night. <laughs> We don't have problems. Not at all. Not at,
1: I'm oh. drinking um, from the Napanee Beer Company. Also, like another Ontario uh, area of beer, the Blacklist. It's a black German lager. Uh, I really like. I really like dark beers that aren't stouts yeah. or porters. Oh, okay. But like, you give me a black IPA or a black lager, and I really dig it. And this one, I dig. Um, it's, it's got like the right level of bitterness, but it's, it's smooth. Like it's dry, but it's smooth. You got the chocolate and, yeah, and yeah, some of the good. coffee in there, yeah, good but it's also good. got like the crispness of a German beer, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like that good finish, the sharp, you, you know, the sharp finish beer. that you liked about that whippersnapper German ale. Yeah. That's, that's what's That's fun that, fun that same there. thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: Perfect.
1: Yeah. So that's our beer. We've been catching up on our week. There's been a lot of comedy. Chris has a lot of comedy coming yeah, up. A bunch of stuff um, coming up. You know, uh, we actually, uh, we're going to take a second before we really jump into this episode. Uh, just to kind of like, we know that there's a new podcast out there also called Daddy Issues. And it's going to be a little bit more popular than ours because it's being run at the Comedy Store. And it's being hosted by Canadian douchebag Dean McDermott.
0: Douchebaggery! I, here's the thing, right?
1: Like, every wife he's been with, he's met while he's been banging some other... Like, like
0: you know, it's it's... Doesn't like when one, one he's under. He gets underneath another.
1: It, it, oh. He's got no. He's uh. he's got such little respect. He's not repentant about that shit. Like, like you know, it'd be one thing. Like, if it's like I made a mistake, but he does it time and time and again. And well, I, I know he talks on his podcast about about it. as being his biggest regret. It should be your biggest regret. You're
0: fucking. You're fucking dirtbag. Also, personal judgments aside on this one, we've been branding this show since way back in January, and yeah. fuck you, McDermott. <laughs> I, <don't laughs> fuck you. I mean, yeah, in my Here's off. the thing: like, it's not. It's not like he knew
1: because, like, really. Back in January when we started this, we had an Instagram account with, like, 20 followers and a Twitter yeah, and account a Twitter with, like, account. 10 followers. Uh, like, And we had the email address and, and, you know, the Facebook page set up. But, like, we weren't actively promoting this because we were writing it. We yeah. wanted to make sure we were bringing And you know what? Daddy Issues is such a common name. I'm sure there's other... Podcasts out there called Daddy Issues. We just don't want to be. We don't want to be seen as copycats, but we also uh, want to recognize that that guy's kind of a douchebag. And if you want to listen to a douchebag, you can listen to a douchebag. We're kind of douchebags too sometimes, but we're not like a douchebag in the way that that that's a douchebag. No. So I mean... you know, like. If you're gonna choose one daddy issues to get into, like get into our daddy issues.
0: That's right, our daddy issues need the support.
1: And you know what? Maybe, maybe his podcast is great. Maybe it is, but I um, don't really care. I'm not gonna give him the benefit
2: of the doubt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> alright All right. All right. so <laughs> fucking on that we've we, we come back and we'll, we'll be talking with Ward Anderson right? yeah we're going to talk about Ward,
1: Ward Anderson uh, Ward Anderson he has um, a special that just came out on Amazon Prime that's right he used to have a show on Sirius XM called The Warren Al Show yep. he is the voice behind many commercials
0: and clearly one's right now with Boston Pizza yes American. he's the voice yeah, of, he's of Boston, voice pizza. Of Boston yeah. pizza he also has two novels uh, two books that you can get readily on Amazon uh, he'll be plugged them a little bit later you'll be able to hear all the links to that and uh just a really uh interesting dad to have on the program
1: yeah and so we kind of we kind of talked about one big theme and that was really kind of being on the road yeah right ward ward travels a lot he's got he's got a wife and he's got two, two kids. Two lovely daughters. Two yeah. lovely daughters. Uh, and he's, he's not on the road as much as he used to be, but he is on the road. He's going to talk a little bit about that. He's going to talk about what life is like being away from his family, how he stays connected with his family. Uh, and then he gives us some really good advice at the end.
0: Yeah, I think everything's going to be uh, – it's a good show. And uh, well, thank you guys for paying attention, and uh, here we are.
1: Yeah. So uh, we'll be right back. Or, you know what? We might not be right back. There might be music here. There might be an ad here. We don't know.
2: Ah!
1: Karaoke! Loved by many, hated by few, drunkenly adored by all. Has this ever
0: happened to you after a night of drinking at a karaoke bar? The Lord Tavern night I want to sing that song, but I can't remember what it's called. You know that song? Eh... No, Jean-Francois, we don't know
1: that song. You're drunk. Well, worry no more, my drunken friends. Karaoke Shazam, better known as Kazam, is a new app to help you out of those embarrassing moments.
0: Hey, Kazam, what is this song? You would like to sing...
1: My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion.
0: Wait, oui, that's the
1: one! Don't miss out on your turn at karaoke.
0: Kazam! Download today! Kazam is not a thing you Hey, so we're waiting. Shazam, yeah, please
2: do
0: not see us. And all of the ones go on And one's bow And all of it's all I'm a too long I'm mean, a dark head yeah.
1: All right, everybody, we've got our guest for the week, Ward Anderson with us. Say hi, Ward. Hey, everybody. How's it going?
0: Hi, I'm, I'm just waiting for everybody to respond.
3: I've got a little bit
0: of a sore throat, but I'm okay. It's good. Good having you in the studio, Ward. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, um,
3: always a pleasure, buddy. Awesome.
0: <laughs> so uh, this week's discussion and topics, uh, we've kind of come to the conclusion that it's uh, the biggest challenges we've found with parenting. Um I have found just basically making time for the kids is one of my toughest things. Right. Uh, just being locked into full time jobs and then comedy in the evening. Uh, about yourself. Well, how about well, before we even jump in there, people should know who Ward is. That's fair,
2: that's fair enough. You should,
1: people do. We know who Ward is, and a lot of people
0: know who Ward is, but other people won't know who Ward is. So no. ah. Ward Anderson, he's got he's
1: got a, a comedy special coming out on Amazon Prime. Yeah, yep. July, July 9th. July ninth. He used to have the Ward and Al show on, on uh, Sirius, Sirius XM. XM.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, you don't. You're not with Sirius anymore. No. No. Okay. No. Oh,
2: he's
0: sorry. got uh, two uh, publicized books, two public books um, mm-hmm. that you can buy readily on Amazon. Two well. novels.
3: Two novels. Yep. Ward Anderson. Just look up Ward Anderson.
0: Yeah, we'll be there. Yeah. And that, that's how you can find the credentials behind Ward.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> do your own. So do work. your own work. <laughs> yeah, you know. You know Thanks, yeah. 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 Um, my ch- I think the biggest challenge is Yeah, I I I'm on a different schedule than a lot of people. So finding time to be with them isn't isn't my problem as much. Um I'm not touring like I used to. But that is the problem. Um I had to scale back my touring yeah, for that reason, because it's one thing to go away, you know, for like say you fly out on a Friday and you're home on a Sunday, or something like that. Where if you're if you're that kind of level of comedian or whatever, you're that kind of successful, yeah. then maybe it's a different story. But when you go away five, six, seven days at a time, yeah, you know, it's it isn't, and and to, and to do that full time like I used to, where I was doing forty something weeks a year on the road like that, you know, um, I could never do that now because. It's, it, not only is it not fair to the kid, but it's really not fair to my wife. Yeah, it's know. really not fair to my wife. Because you're talking about somebody who's you know, also essentially nice. got to become a single parent for the time I'm gone, you know, who also has her own very demanding career. So You, you know. have
1: two kids, right?
3: Yeah. How old are they again? Five and two.
1: Five and two, and they're both, they're both little girls. So yeah. they're at the point where they realize that like, dad is on the road and he's not around all the time.
3: Yeah, they don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, I mean, um yeah, so I am touring less and all that. So I I for so I have more time. Uh I can't make the I I can't you know, you can say you've got all this work going on so it's hard for you to ha- have that time. Yeah. I haven't had been able to say that lately. So, I've got, <laughs> so but I think my um I think uh I think one of the hardest things about parenthood actually is how it changes you and your spouse. Okay, right. That's important. Like, 100%. so I'm a I'm a therapist
1: by trade, and some of the clients that I see um, actually are. are they're like we're empty nesters now. Our kids have left. We haven't had real intimacy with each other for eighteen years or twenty years, right? So how do you keep? And you're in a double whammy position because mm-hmm. you're also traveling on weekends, right? Yeah. And not every weekend. Yeah. But yeah. You're traveling enough weekends. So how are you doing? What are you doing to keep your marriage alive? That's an important conversation to have too.
3: Yeah. No. Mostly. Mostly. Um, we, mo- we we mostly uh, uh, do cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I find that <laughs> <laughs> this hour brought to you by cocaine.
0: Good for relationships and No, don't away. say that. None no. of that is
3: true. No, no, no we're no, not in a right yet either. <laughs> None of that is true. Do That's not right. listen to Chris. Uh, <laughs> because we not, all know he does Do math. not That's bring right. cocaine into your relationship. <laughs> no. Or your life, actually. No, Just yeah, do No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, when I said, like, uh, you know, having kids changes a relationship... It does. Now that doesn't necessarily mean in a bad way, you know. In many ways, your relationship with your spouse will get better mm-hmm. when kids come along and all that. But there's also a mistake many people make, and that is thinking that if there's problems, kids will fix, fix them. everything. Yep. And that is not true. You know, your, yeah. your, your dynamic will change, your life will change, your relationship will change. That doesn't necessarily mean for the worse or for the better. It's going to have. You know, it's it's good aspects and it's bad aspects is how it changed, right? A little bit of
1: column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah. You're gonna take the good and the bad, the ugly yeah. all together, yeah.
3: So, but I mean, the the truth is, what what every parent should do is make a certain point of every night about the two of you. Okay. Okay. Because it's really easy to make your entire relationship about your kids. Once the kids come along, mm-hmm. it's really easy for it just to literally be all about, you know, well, we got to get the kids up and then we got to get the kids to daycare. or We got to get the kids to the play date. We got to get the kids to this kind of thing. And now we got to feed the kids. and Don't forget to get the kids. We got to go shopping for the kids. I got to get some clothes for the kids. We got to get groceries for the kids. We better get home, and make some dinner for the kids. And then we got to pick up the kids and then we get the kids and now we got to get the kids ready for bed after we fed the kids. OK, and it's easy then for everyone else to go. For, it, it's easy at that point the kids are now in bed but you've spent your entire day all about the kids or work or whatever it's very easy to go alright I'm going to go in this room you go in that room yeah, you so watch your that. shit I'll watch my shit or you know, I'm going to
1: pass out or I'm going to yeah, pass yeah. out or
3: whatever right so the, what I would say if I had any advice to give people would be make sure that every day you have some kind of time with your spouse okay. like you have have an hour even if it's even if it's watching TV if it's something you both like together Right. And so make the time to make the time. Do you do you like
1: do the date nights? Because, like, you know, there's always that intentional. You always hear be intentional and, you know, once a week or once a month, go out just you and your partner. And, you know, it's also like that whole scheduling sex idea, too. Now that we have to go deep into that, but like it it becomes a huge part of of maintaining that relationship. Right. So is that something that you're able to do?
3: Yeah, we um, but a lot of times we do date lunches. (laughs) (laughs) I don't necessarily do date nights I guess you're, yeah but you, yeah, you find, like I said, you find something find, like, find that time just to be with each other at night or something, like I said but yeah, find time to get out Mm -hmm. it's really easy not necessarily date nights what's really funny about being married and having kids is that it's really easy for your life to be all right. you know, 8 o'clock I'm on that couch uh, yeah, right yeah, yeah. and a then routine. yeah it's easy getting well not just a routine but this routine of not leaving the house <laughs> right it's really easy and and dude and i mean that in an affectionate way there's so many nights that i'm like oh my god this is great i don't have to leave the house and i don't want to and i love it Ugh, and i'm curled up in front of the fireplace channel drinking scotch yeah right but yeah. um but yeah what'll happen is that it's like six months later you're suddenly like Holy fuck, I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe it's because I have barely left the
1: house
0: after... Yeah. 6 o'clock 6 the o'clock it past, o'clock. past
1: 6 o'clock there's what my buddy was saying he uh, he just had a baby girl and he's on paternity leave um, uh-huh. him and his wife are taking like each taking 6 months and after 3 months he was just like I need to go back to work like there's only so many video games I can yeah. play in a day <laughs> she cries once every 2 hours I'm like 10 minutes alright you're back down and I got nothing to do I'm bored out of my
0: mind <laughs> that would have been an interesting thing to have paternity leave or to have that option for myself I, I didn't to, I'm the sole provider on yeah. that side, so it's yeah. a little bit different and I, I, on days where I'm uh, in full dad mode, I go, how the hell did she do it? How did she do it for that long? And like, because I want to literally like sedate them and have my own time, but I can't, <laughs> right? So, but I mean, all props to the ones who can and, and, and hold on to that, but yeah. Um, yeah.
1: No, like being a comic, were you able to take leave? Or like, what did you do around that when she was born?
3: No, when my when my first daughter was born, I was uh, doing the the radio, the talk radio. Show. Okay. Um, so I was, you know, working every day, five days. And it was five days a week, three hours a day, the show. But then I also had to do show prep and stuff. So I was actually, you know, working. But but they they were also more normal hours, right? Not like being a comedian where it's like, oh, this week I'm working Thursday, Friday, twelve hours a week.
1: Yeah. But mm-hmm. next
3: week I'm working Wednesday through Sunday. You Know, yeah, you had, had a regimented nine three to five days five. away or whatever, yeah. right? It was different, right? So, but when I had the radio show, it was like a, a regular gig, nice, you know, regular Consistent schedule, hours, right? Consistent yeah. hours, right? Yeah. So, um, so, but at the same time, it wasn't bad. Um, I wasn't working like you know, 12 hour days or something, right? Yeah, so, but my wife took the, the maternity leave and uh, for both of our kids. And, you know, this is kind of a funny thing, too, because what she would tell me is, I don't know how women in the States do it. Because, you know, down there, the maternity leave is only, like, six weeks. Yeah. Or if. I was like, yeah. It's, it's, like, like, like time. I time right, a right, like month two or something. Yeah, like right. And, and my wife, even after six months, was like, I don't know. I couldn't imagine already being back at work. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and. Americans are like out for like four weeks, and then they got to go back or shit. Like
1: that. With a hundred and fifty thousand dollar hospital <laughs> bill, right? Yeah, and yeah, exactly,
3: <laughs> right. And uh, so,
0: my uh, three thousand dollar aspirins. All right. Yeah, it's like what twenty four hundred
1: dollars just to hand the baby to <laughs> yeah. from the nurse. Never mind the machine that goes ping. Yeah,
3: uh, so the, machine. the machine that goes ping. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of some dads that took. Paternity leave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've heard of some dads that, that did that and, and loved it. Yeah. Well, Ta- Tavis, local Tavis. Tavis, Tavis uh, did he, it. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a stay at home. He's, yeah. he's
1: fully into it, so sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking six weeks because the government of Canada has now unleashed this new policy that if your partner is taking the full 35 week MAT leave, uh, the other partner can be eligible for at least five weeks um so you can top it up to 40 but the other one has to take a full 35 and then it's got to be split wow so uh, i'm going to take six weeks off when when baby maddie comes and uh very cool yeah Yeah. i'm excited to kind of just just have six weeks right to like to really do that bonding and attachment and And they
3: well and you do you do do that you know it's uh, my my wife always talks about you know whenever she hears about people not take a maternity leave or the shorter what you know shorter ones or whatever she says no that whole bonding that you go through you know it's real it's true yeah yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and in a lot of ways you know I, I envy that and I, I think it's also let me ask you guys this well not you yet but uh, <laughs> but do, do you um, I was reading that a lot of fathers, have this issue when I talk about relationships changing or whatever, they don't mean to, but subconsciously you're you're jealous of your kid because now your 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 wife is now giving the attention I, all the attention to this kid where once you got all the attention, right? I had that a little bit with Eddie. <coughs> yeah. But then
0: I realized Eddie was his first Eddie's my yeah. first yeah, my, my oldest. And I had that a little bit with my son. Uh mostly just because I was I mean a very physically strenuous job yeah. and the that little bit of intimacy time and that downtime is like oh look at this i wish i could just be held and fed you know and, and i was kind of just missed out on that intimacy that was there previously but then i realized wow for the greater good like, what am I going to do? Like, shh, shh, death? anthem? No. It's like, it's like, you know what I am mean? not going to... No, like, no. He's it's already been murder-suicided like, oh, once. He's already been murdered suicided once. So we're not going to go like... No, it, uh, that's it was... Our, that's on our pilot episode. It, 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 it was fleeting. It was fleeting. <laughs> Erica, I was not so much envious with the...
3: Uh, just... Yeah, not so much with the second one. It's yeah. not a... Uh, and, and when I said that, you get jealous of your, your kid or whatever. Yeah that's not in a in a malicious way. No, right? You but know it, what I mean? It's, but it's yeah. just a and that is and that is one of those things. There's a there's a great book out there uh called uh, All Joy No Fun. Okay. And it's it's a I'll look it up now. Look it up everybody on amazon.com. The book's called All Joy No Fun. But it is all about uh analyzing parenthood and you know really getting to the heart of uh, reality versus expectations and things okay. like that. Yeah. And in the book, the author you know, d- does all these uh, does all this research and all that to find out, uh, do people actually get happier after childbirth? Or uh-huh. what's, the, what's the best ages? Or what's the biggest demographic that doesn't? And, and things like that. And it's a really interesting There's A lot of stats block. into it. It'd be yeah. interesting to yeah. pick up. I've started
1: reading yeah. Happiest Baby on the Block. Uh, which is one of those international I've heard resellers. of that it, was, yeah. it, it it's great but like you know the biggest thing that it talks about that I, I found fascinating because it kind of talks about the attachment and bonding and, and stuff but it talks about how human babies are born a trimester too early and part of that is just because they, our bodies can't handle it So so in other cultures where they have them swaddled and like right at their hip or at their side for that first like three to six months and they're never apart those babies typically are crying less which is Leading to happier relationships and and healthier relationships with the children as well, and that we in a North American society are so much easier to put down in a crib and oh baby needs to learn to cry versus that idea of hey taking that extra three months and bringing it in there and and you have that new attachment or that new bonding and I know that's a tangent from the jealousy aspect of it yeah. but no 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 um, but it but it would ultimately kind of. Take into that idea of do we get happier after having kids? I think it depends on your actual experience in raising kids and, and the product of said kids as
3: well. Yeah, I, you know. I often, yeah. I often look at you know when I say like you know you get jealous of your kid and all, I also also I look at my life and I go okay I'm an entertainer and I've been an entertainer my entire life. So this is the thing I know and this is the, this is what I was before and since my kids were born, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I often go, well, is it just that as someone who's used to being the center of attention? is is that jealousy that now I'm not right like mm-hmm. like a, especially at home or in a relationship or whatever right kind of analyzing the own ego stepping back for yeah. a second but then know. so sometimes i wonder though i go do normal dudes who have a job you know you know, doing taxes, yeah. do they feel this way too? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, they're not used to being the center of attention or whatever, but so we are. Yeah.
1: It could be that at home is the only time when they are the center of attention, right? So it's like a double whammy for yep. them where they lose. Maybe it's even worse for them. It's even worse. Yeah. Where, whereas we get to go on stage each night and, you know,
3: bask in the glory, as, is, right? As long yeah. as the
1: audience likes us.
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's so That's what I mean, you know. Um, um, and And in this book, in that book, uh, All Joy, No Fun, that's one of the things that's addressed, where they say, you know... And, and, and also, that also happens to the moms, too. It doesn't just happen to the dads. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes the, the, the dad is so overwhelmed and, and adoring of the kid that he yeah. begins to neglect his wife. You, mm-hmm. you hear that a lot. And then the wife, subconsciously, you know, is jealous of the kid because of this. You know, yeah. this kind of... You know, you yeah. don't resent them or whatever, no. but, it's, but it does. And that is also one of those things. I, I, I tell... You know my friends who are going to have kids. Your relationship with your spouse will change. That doesn't mean it's a bad thing, but you, but now you guys have to share your love and it, that, that love and attention you gave each other. You're now going to be giving it to someone else. Yeah. And it is easy at times to look at you know your significant other and be like, hey, what what about me? What about me? You know? Yeah. And how, how long have you and your wife been together? Uh, thirteen years. Thirteen years. And how long have you been doing we, comedy? We've been married eight years. Uh, so how long have I been doing comedy? Yeah. Um, I did my um. 46 now, and I did my first open mic at 18. Okay, so like when you guys got together, comedy was already a huge... Oh, I met ad- her because I was on tour. Okay. Yeah, I met her I was on tour, and um, and uh, she was visiting a friend in Montreal, and I was on tour in Montreal, yeah. and I met her in a pub, and we talked and had a few drinks, and I said, come to my show tomorrow, and uh, she did, and then we've been together ever okay. since then. Right? Yeah. So, so, so I was a comedian, I was a full-time comedian when she met me. Okay. So you know you you hear a lot of and and this this is why a lot of comedians relationships fail if they're if they're with somebody before they were a comedian yeah, yeah. right because they knew you when you had a stable job and a different life, <laughs> a different uh, life. and you didn't drink so much right. and there was no there was no going out of town for he days he at a time and then all of a people. sudden you're touring and you're doing all this and that person's like whoa I didn't sign up for this when I met you you were managing Burger King I like that right I, I
1: have an ex wife I
3: understand yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's a different thing if i i I've seen that with other comedians like when you mm-hmm. when you meet your significant other already established as a comedian it's it's, yeah. it's a little bit oh well, it's different because then they
1: become like they become a fan of you as they're like growing to like you at the same time so like I don't know, at least that's my I guess situation. Maybe. I guess like, maybe, yeah. She's like she's like she's she's a fan of my work, so it makes it easier to yeah. be in a relationship with someone who legitimately likes the things you say on stage. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. that's does help in their uh, understanding of that uh, addiction that is
3: the stage in itself mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. You know, that's uh that's an interesting aspect of it because I don't think anybody except comedians or except entertainers and all that could understand that addiction of. Yeah. being on stage. No, fair they they may they may accept it. They may accept it and they may go, Oh, I can see this is your thing, so I respect it.
0: Yeah. I don't They'll think they can ever understand. really understand it. And my and my
3: wife has said that. My wife has said, this is what you do, this is your dream, this is your job. I absolutely respect that. This is what you did when I met you. I totally respect it. I support it. I don't know why the fuck you would want to do it. I I was in
1: New York City last weekend and I even said to her we had two comics that had bailed on the trip just beforehand and I said, hey we've got room in the Airbnb, do you want to come to New York City? She's like, fuck no, (laughs) I know you're just going and you're just going to go show to show to show to show whether you're on stage or just watching comedy, you're going to hang around at venues and all you're going to do is just smooth and you're going to be awake for 21 hours at a time and (laughs) that does not sound fun to me, I love New York City but that doesn't sound fun to me, I don't understand why this is a fun trip for
0: you. Uh, And she was (laughs) spot on.
1: I had the time of my yeah. life, but <laughs> she, would have, she would have hated it. <laughs> I
0: have a super envy boner on that one for sure.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, that's that's the thing. My wife absolutely re- respects what I do and supports what I do, and she. but she'll go, I don't I don't understand why you would want to do it, and, I, and she and she hates the comedy business, and and she should. Yeah, yeah. it's a rightfully, it's so. a terrible business. I, I come <laughs> home and I'll complain about something, and she's like, oh, "I hate that person." Like, you
0: don't even know that person. Still, yeah, get riled up with stuff. How, yeah.
1: how is, like? I know you're touring less, but like, you were in Ottawa uh, like a few months ago. Yeah. You do Kingston as well. Yeah. Do, you, do you do the Comedy Nest in Montreal? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, so, like you swear I met my wife. Oh. Okay, so you're still actively out there and doing shows. How do you handle those weeks when you're away from your kids and your wife? Like, do you call them back? Like, do you Facetime? Or, or like, how do they handle? Oh the guys no,
3: I got no. I don't want to see them. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, yeah, we Facetime. Uh, we Facetime, and then uh, my wife and I still are just constantly texting each other throughout the day. Yeah. Right. So Man. you know that's that's the best thing about. Technology these days is it's not a I gotta get back to the hotel and Make that's that call. my wife and I have that call and uh, and you know and she'll call collector blah blah or I'll charge it to the room and then we'll talk for a few minutes and you know that's the joy is so we're essentially still talking to each other all day all day you it's, know? Just, it's
1: in your pocket yeah. yeah
3: and um and then like I said I'll, I'll do FaceTime uh in the evenings not necessarily every day but I but I do yeah I did a trip to Edmonton <clears throat> to do a couple shows out there and
0: other construction business that was oh combined with it, and that was a very big help was FaceTime. Being yeah. able to call up, and the kids didn't quite catch that it was Dad through the phone. Yeah, and yeah. And yeah. every time I picked up the phone, they were like, who's through the phone? And just, <laughs> you know, magic, you know, so. It's such a <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's am uh, thankful for technology for that. I can't
3: imagine another time I can't. I also think about it. how my kids are going to be because of technology. Like, already, my two-year-old, uh, just the other day, and we're talking about someone who's still not, she's almost two. So um, she's still not speaking in complete sentences, right? It's it's words here and there. Walks over, picks up my iPad off the Ottoman, turns and goes, My pad, and then walks away <laughs> with it. <laughs> and, you know, she already knows what the thing is. And, yeah. and I remember my niece, my niece was three years old or something like that, and I was visiting my brother and she was playing on an iPad. I reached over and I was like, okay, time for lunch. And I took it away. And she took the iPad back from me. And I said, I'm going to turn this off. And I took it back. And I went to turn it off. That second she took it away from me, she had changed the password and locked me out of it. <laughs> <laughs> she was three. And that was my I'm gonna take that away from you. And and she didn't say it but in her head she was like, Oh yeah, well you're not getting <laughs> the, you're not getting in the fucking thing. And she <laughs> locked me out of it, you know what wow. I mean? Like and I look at that and I go, see like we we're everyone in this room old enough to have remembered when you didn't carry a phone on you all the time it didn't have a camera and you couldn't video call people right? So we go wow look at this technology this is amazing whereas if you go to my daughter and go I have a phone with a camera on it she'll go well fuck it of course you do. (laughs) That's not a big deal dad. Oh video call. We've always had video call dad. I bought I bought uh, Maddie a robot. And it's like it's like you're <laughs> like
1: two plus. She's not even born yet. But we we're at like this <laughs> this like outgrow play like consignment sale, and I found this robot that like the kids can chase around and it, like makes music and yeah. all these f- smiley faces. Yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna have more fucking fun with this. And she is. Yeah. Cause
0: I didn't get any of this shit as yeah, kid. no, Your kid's going to be
3: terrified of that
0: thing, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. 100%. percent going to freak out. It's totally gonna terrified. It's only going to be the reason yeah. they go against Skynet.
3: It's like, <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Sentient scary trauma. I'm so
1: excited to go <laughs> for the robot. <laughs> yeah.
3: But it's, it's you know, just like my parents, there were things that I had yeah. that they didn't have growing up with that they looked at as, like, just technological wonder. You know yeah. what I mean? They just yeah. looked at like, whoa, you know. That's how... I'm gonna be with stuff that my kids just think is mundane. You know what I mean? I'm just the right of the mail I still yeah. think having a a a a camera phone, you know, having this amazing computer PC. in my in my Pocket every day is this is incredible, right? Yeah. Whereas my daughters have never known a time when you didn't have these, so they're just going to go, Oh, well, that's just a, you know, it takes, it's like putting on a belt. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: yeah, it takes more technology to play Angry Birds than it did to send like the first shuttle to, to the, the moon. moon. Yeah. <laughs> they, show those, a... they
0: show those photos of the the hard drives being loaded in on planes, yeah, 10 like, megabytes and it costs X amount of millions of dollars. And they're like, Now, here's a micro SD, with <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> real, 65 megabytes, like, What are
1: you fucking talking?
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's just like uh <clears throat> we're living just in the fifties uh, early scene of Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah <no. laughs> You got a Pepsi pal, you're gonna have to pay for it. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Jeez. Give me a Pepsi free. Yeah. A Pepsi free. You want a Pepsi pie? You gotta pay for it. <laughs> What's with the life preserver? George yeah. thinks he's gonna drown. <laughs> I mean, I'm, but I'm a different. And this is advice I'll give to every dad out there. Okay, as you grow older, be happier with the changing world, and be happier that things are easier for your kids. I can't stand Mm -hmm. it when I hear curmudgeonly shit like, back when I was a kid! Okay, yeah, it was not better. It was not better when you were a kid. No, you weren't more respectful of your elders. (laughs) No think no toys weren't less safe but somehow okay like none of that is true there's always someone's like when i was a kid our toys were made of metal and we didn't get killed no but many people did Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you made it that's like a, that lead
1: paint, paint from china
3: yes. it just
0: had a nice taste to it they didn't <laughs> make those stats public for a reason <laughs> I, i've
3: just always been amazed at people that that Try to argue that fewer deaths is a bad thing. Yeah. (laughs) When I was a kid, the playground was made of metal. Okay, 30 kids died that year. No kids died the next year when you got the plastic. But the metal was better! (laughs) (laughs) The metal toughened us up, (laughs) it made
0: us mad. You know. The way is scarred <laughs> in the back from the burning hot slide. <laughs> the burning <Yeah>. hot
1: slide. <laughs> they all have like PTSD, like they've been in Nam, But all they did is go down a slide You've on seen, a hot summer
3: day. <laughs> the slide was made of metal and it burned the back of my knees. I've seen hell. I've seen pain. They have I've been in thing. the shit. <laughs>
0: no, so, but I tell, <laughs> I tell people I go. You,
3: you should want things to actually be easier for your kids. Of course, you should want more Absolutely. technology and better things. And 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 I'm 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 not a in my day things were better. I'm not that person at all. I, I I look I look forward and I go oh cool. I hope one day that that there are no jobs. Yeah, and yeah. then we live in the yeah. Star Trek world where you just pursue your dreams yeah. and whatever you want to do. Everyone has a computer Explore. that makes them a sandwich <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. just by asking for it. Like, yeah. I hope that world exists for my
1: kids. Yeah, yeah. no, it's better than, like, I grew up reading those Tom Clancy Netforce books where everyone had, like, a cerebral implant. And oh, they it's had, like, like the plucked. early Matrix? Like the early Matrix, yeah. right? And so that's always where I thought technology was going to go, but I definitely like the less evasive
3: way. Yeah, know? yeah. You, face. You ever read *Harrison Bergeron*? What did he write? No, no, that's the name of the. That's the name of the story. *Harrison no. Bergeron* is a Ray Bradbury story. I have not. Uh, I think it's Ray Bradbury. Yeah, and uh, they made a movie out of it, a TV movie out of it with Sean Astin. But the idea of Rudy, it is uh, Rudy. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so the idea of the uh, like, if you see the the movie, for instance, you see the movie and it starts off and it's 1955, and you see all the fifties. Seven Show or whatever, it's the 50s, you see all the Chevys and everybody in the big cars, are at the diner, and the waitress comes out, roller skating, gives and all that. But they all have these headbands on that are like from the future. And it turns out this is like 100 years in the future or something like that. Uh-huh. The idea of Harrison Bergeron is that there's been another civil war, and uh, it's been decided that there'll be less strife in the world if everyone is average. And so those, those headbands that they put is on. Is that the one that gives the electric shock uh, if they, like, get stimulated? No. No. Okay. But the it's it's a, a whole idea of it is that uh, in, the, in the future, everyone's wearing these, these headbands. Like I said, it yeah. goes around the temples, around the back of the head. And the idea of it is, uh, it, it's neat. They, have, they, they, they read at one point the second constitution mm-hmm. is what they call it. Okay. And it says, all men are not created equal. This is the job of government to make them so. And oh. and so what they decided is that everybody's happier if they're all average, and so that puts everyone's intelligence level right at like right around you know this middle like mark a baseline, right around, baseline right around, right around complacent. Well, that's what it is, it's, and it's everybody's kind of. And so it's said in it that after the the next American Civil War or whatever, it was decided that it was best if everybody was average, and the time period that people thought was the happiest was the fifties. And so that's why everything is modeled on the '50s. Okay. that's why they're doing They've got the old cars and all that again, despite the fact that this is in the future. And so everybody's kind of at the same not intelligent level, right? Yeah. But this guy, Harrison Bergeron, is suddenly showing signs of brilliance and all that. And so he's, he's pulled out of school and told and, and hired by the government, where they do actually have geniuses still working trying to design this society and make yeah. this society of average people work. And that's yeah. what that book's about. It's really <laughs> neat. It's a really neat book. Yeah, it's amazing.
1: definitely like a, an interesting study in sociology too, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh- well, and it goes into that idea of uh, this isn't—we're not really talking about parenthood, no, no—but it goes into that, you know, when bad, things were better back then, yeah, that kind of thing. And I—and and it's just so funny to me because I tell people all the time, it's just not true. It is. Not. It's it just is, not no, true. No, It's not. The fifties actually sucked. Maybe they got rid of polio at one point in time. Sure. And, and you know, they're no, that sucked. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, every decade sucked. There's always the shitty parts of every generation. But everyone puts on that the, the rose colored glasses that's to their the past. They go, I did that recently. My my wife was talking to me and she's like, Oh, what do you remember about high school? And I go, Oh, like four best years of my life. I had so much fun and I and I, you know, made so many friends, and I looked back at what I did, and I was creative, and that's where I really fell in love with performing and writing and all. Oh, it was just so great. And then the other day I was sitting around and I had a couple of drinks, and a song came on from when I was a kid, and I was sitting there listening to it, and I went, No. No, I got picked on a lot and I didn't have any fucking money and I had bad acne. <laughs> and I slowly started to put the all this shit off. together yeah. and I was yeah. like, No, no, no. I think it was only the four best years of my life because I wasn't paying rent. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah, that all ended the year after I left like high school. Like the moment
1: you left high school, it's like, oh shit, I got real shit I have to do. Yeah. yeah my my I'm high saying. school just had their 50th anniversary, like, their 50th anniversary, and I I only found out about seeing photos of it on Facebook. Oh. <laughs> And I was like, I was like oh, it's nice to be invited back. Hope you had a good time, everybody.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh, no, there's I no, wouldn't have no
3: finger emoji on that. Like, I wouldn't have gone anything. back.
1: High school you know. was four years too many.
3: See, but, but, but like I said, but here I am with the the rose-colored glasses looking back. And this, you know, it's, I'm blinded by my own nostalgia when, like I said, if you were to actually ask me at 15 hey, you want to be here forever? I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) But now you look back and you're like, especially you get in your 40s, you start going, all right, all right, what was a little acne? You know what I mean? If I could wake up and my adulthood has all been a dream. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I'm, and it's, Nineteen
1: ninety. Oh wow. God. So <laughs> you you but, have, but it's not
3: true. It wouldn't it wouldn't be So nice.
1: we we've kind of started to, we've talked a little bit about technology and we've also kind of thrown in stuff around high school and you have two daughters, you have a daughter, I'm having a daughter. Um, <laughs> bitches, am I right? <laughs> no. Not where no, I was no. going with that. Um, <laughs> where I was going with that is like like social media sucks yeah right like we're performers and it sucks for us like i i can't imagine how it fragile like a young impressionable like child whether they're a male or female will will be able to do then you've already got your two the two-year-old that's like my pad my pad right So like they're going to be seeing these things and they're going to be on it before you know like what level of like first off i guess where is your responsibility in protecting from social media? But also, how do how do we deal with that? Because that's coming up. Your daughter's five. She's going to start seeing some of these things over the next couple of years, right?
3: Yeah. The problem that I see with social media is what's what's odd is I was looking back through storage, cleaning out some storage stuff, and I found a box. And in it, I had journals mm-hmm. from when I was, like, a teenager. Yeah. And I went back and I read, and, and a lot of them are mundane, about a Exam I've got coming up, or something like that. But there was a lot of stuff in there about girls I was dating at the time, and this overly emotional teenage, you know, heartbreak, angst, angst and all that, and pouring my heart out on the page or whatever. Right? Now everyone does that in public. In
2: public. Yeah. And so
3: you know, I had these journals and all that, and we've all seen it. There are people out there that have made Facebook. Their open diary, their yep. open face diary where you know I want to say to people sometimes like, and and I'm Going a guy back. who's shared too much. I'm a guy who's who's ranted about something and looked back at it later and gone, oh I gotta uh, delete yeah. this. This is crybaby bullshit or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. But but uh, and it's not just young people. So we, so we can't yeah. sit here and go, well, you know, kids are they're they're sharing too much on social media. No, Ever. I know no. middle-aged adults who are sharing too much on Facebook. So Especially political views. Yeah. <laughs> but but you know what? I'll give people that. Yeah. I'll fair give enough. people the politics because, because you know what? In, in some ways, everyone needs some kind of a round table or, or, or a discussion or town hall, yeah. and that's what Facebook has become. But I mean, like, public discourse. What, I mean, like, when I see people go on Facebook or, or, or Twitter or anything, and, and dude, a, a friend of mine the other day was feeling bad and she posted a photo of her on Instagram crying. Right, like, <laughs> so it's even on Instagram. People are sharing too much. They're sharing photos of how they look while they're while they're like ugly crying. What, what, what is, is that you, filter? Like,
0: what is that filter? By the way, <laughs> <laughs> what is
3: that? I'm not 100 100% 100% Vienna. Oh, yeah. God. I would like, go low-fi because it's low <laughs> class. But <laughs> so so one of the things I look at my daughters five and two getting older, I go. Well, is, is oversharing and is, is making your, your, your diary public and all that, is that just going to get worse, or are we going to reach a point where people will dial it back? Right? I would think it would be dial it back, and that's one of the, the conversations that I'm going to have with my kids of like, hey,
0: everybody can see that. It's, I'm not telling you not to share your feelings, but maybe share it to the pe- physical pen and paper. Mm-hmm. It would be a little bit more traditional of that. Or have aspect. a
1: have a, <laughs> have a human being to share it with before you share it with
0: uh,
3: yeah, that, a robot. Yeah, that's probably a lot more... Yeah. And I'm going to say the thing that um, no, I don't think any dad wants to have to say, but it needs to be said at some point to your kids, if you have daughters especially, hmm? porn is forever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Porn is forever. I was reading something the other day about all these like young girls who at 18, 19 or whatever go and decide they're going to do like a couple of handheld cam porns or whatever to make some cash or blah, blah, blah. And I go, porn is forever. Just know. Do you you know who
1: John Ronson is? I know the name. So he's he's a, a British guy. He did um, a, a book called "So You've Been Publicly Shamed." Oh, um, I know that book. Yeah, he's also done like they where he like went in with like terrorists and like infiltrated like terrorist organizations just to talk to them and get their stories. He uh, just did an Audible series called "The Last Days of August" about August Ames, the porn star that killed herself.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, and then did a four part series on Audible uh, called "The Butterfly Effect" about. The amateur porn industry Mm -hmm. and how they're bringing in 18 and 19 year old girls, and with the rise of casting couch, well, casting couch has been around forever, but like the idea of the casting couch, and you know, you come in and we'll pay you. $1,500 $1,500 for your first porno shoot, it goes up on Pornhub, and then they're promised all these other gigs, but then they're like, nope, nope, that's what you get. That's what we do is we only do your first time, and now all these girls who were promised like almost a career mm-hmm. yeah. are now stopped going, and like some of them will go off and become cam girls, or they'll go off and they'll yeah. do um, like Patreon stuff or they'll sell their own private photos yeah. or whatnot, like, but they'll find their way into the sex work, and a lot of it starts with, that porn hub idea of there's a huge fetish for 18, 19 year olds, there's this huge fetish for desperate amateurs and casting couch, So let's throw a huge chunk of money at you right away. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's also it's also kicking a lot of people who've been in the porn industry for so many years out of the porn industry because yeah. it's devaluing their work. Um yeah. in the same way like we could compare it to comedy, right? Yeah. Where where an open micer will open up a show next to a club and say free Friday night comedy, <laughs> and it's it's you know, comedy, but fuck Jerry and everybody else.
3: (laughs) I'm just, I'm just saying if you're going to do porn, just know it's forever. Yeah. Yeah. uh,
1: (laughs) But there's also a lot of manipulation around it is what he kind of went into. No, uh, I get that. You know, it's a, it's a fascinating audible series. I would highly recommend everybody listen to it. It's the butterfly fact by John Ronson.
3: Mm. I'd like to hear it. No, but, but that's so, so that's also the, the porn is forever thing on that same, on that same note, you know, a lot of the stuff on social media, yeah, you can delete it or whatever. But once people have seen it and read it, and, you know, it's out there. And so that's that's a thing I I worry about when it comes to um, my girls getting older is, uh, you know, teenagers are already mean. Or, or not even teenagers, just kids are mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? People when people are like, oh, kids are so sweet. No, kids are no, mean. Kids are mean. And, they're, and they're cruel to each other. And and every kid is gonna at some point have to deal with that.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: My my only issue is that 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 cruelty and that meanness that kids can be to each other <laughs> it multiplies with technology.
1: Well, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, we won't name names because I don't have permission to. But we're working with a comic this week whose daughter he's got a young daughter off at school, and he started getting text messages this weekend from a boy in her class who is trying to text her to bully her. Right? Yeah. yeah. Be like, hey, where's so and so? And he's like. I don't know who the fuck is this, or why, why. Why do you want to talk to my daughter? And and it was it was like it was like an attempt just to bully, right? And it yeah. came out of nowhere. This is and was, she's what eight or nine years old. Like This is what's happening. So that terrifies me a little bit because
0: yeah, because there's no reprieve from it. Like I may have had dickheads in high school and junior high that like. We didn't like dealing with those people. And like you say, with the rose-colored lenses of history off, you go, hey, there's crappy points in time. But at least I had a reprieve from it. I could come home. I could turn on The Simpsons. I could forget about that shit yeah. and just reset my mind. Yeah. The scariest part about that is, is it's like you say, it's forever, and it's always being engaged. And it doesn't matter from where. Either if it's a bot and seeing it, to sell you something or it's another person to jump on that bandwagon to bully. That's the the scariest part with me on on that and for myself with getting the kids involved with social media, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to pick an age to say like 12, that's when you can have accounts, right? I don't know if that's going to be even possible, right? But I know for as far as a device goes or if they want a phone plan, it'll be like What's gonna be your job, friend? Okay, because that device has got to be at least paid for, and if you want to be engaged onto it, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to give you that headache. Yeah, for free. Yeah, i am be like, oh, you paid for it for yourself. <laughs> Welcome to the adult world, right? Well, you've also got to. I mean,
3: everyone will tell you this. I mean, it starts with TV, but it's all of it. You you do need to limit your kids' screen time. <laughs> That's right. Limit their yep. screen yeah, for sure, and I mean, and and that could mean the TV, but that also means the iPad or the phone or whatever. You you've, you've got to do that. You got to limit their screen time, or <clears throat> you know, you got to find a way where it's being used right. I mean, like the, like like I'll tell you this. I mean, there's far far more like entertaining and yet educational television for kids now than when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Right, so okay, if if you're gonna put your kid in front of the TV, just find the find the educational program. Find some
1: TVO, folks. Find yeah, exactly. something along those lines. Skip yeah. the Max and Ruby. Skip the Max and Max, Ruby.
3: Max and my. Max. And I don't know why kids love it. My daughter loves Max and Ruby. Ruby, such I don't, a bitch. But I don't know, but. It's not even that, it's just the most boring cartoon I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, there's no plot lines. There's no There's some that are funny. Go Away Unicorn. If you ever get a chance to watch Go Away oh. Unicorn, that's a funny goddamn they, they put jokes in there for adults to okay. get as well. So nice. okay. Well,
0: yeah, then there's been
3: a lot of that but right? Max and Ruby is just this boring cartoon with two rabbits and one barely talks, the other one just scolds the <laughs> other. <laughs> Max! That was my dinner. My brother-in-law. Come on, Max. So much. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, we're on the same page here with Max and Ruby. What about the Paw Patrol? I've only seen Paw Patrol a couple of times. My, my daughter Fuck doesn't. My daughter doesn't actually like it that much. Okay. So we've only seen. But I've, but I've got my daughter's into all of the um, anything princess. Oh. Anything princess, which is funny because we didn't put that in her. Right. You know how like some parents. Is going in oh it's adorable he's showing a picture of a uh, of a kid sleeping <laughs> it's a princess being read it's to a by princess a being again. read a bedtime story by, by a dragon again. it's cute it is cute so um, there's a unicorn on the cover it's adorable <laughs> it is well it is so adorable. the um, it's so kind of creepy but so <laughs> it is kind of creepy so uh, what was I saying oh pop troll she's a good princess yeah. we didn't get her into that we didn't get her into disney any of that stuff but uh somehow she got into it on her own because since she's been like two she's been into all the princess stuff so she has several princess gowns and costumes and when she graduated from kindergarten hmm. they passed the mic around to all the kids and said what do you want to be when you grow up and my daughter said princess no, don't fucking laugh at that. It's, no, it's a You great, don't know she won't. A, a she could make a the shit out of it's her It's like. a great response, though. Even even I was just thinking, you don't even we,
1: we, we ask kids what they want to be it's, when yeah. they're so innocent, When they have right? no idea. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But, but that, she may do it.
3: Dude, I get emails from Nigerian prince i was like, to <laughs> 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hook her up. All right, so it's good. You're going to marry her off to a Nigerian yeah. prince. Yeah. A bunch of guns. But and that was a funny thing because I remember everyone, went, oh, that's so cute and all that. And I go, it's just as likely your kid's gonna be a fucking doctor. Like, <laughs> yeah. your kid, your kid can't even. Your kid's eating the crayons. You're gonna yeah. tell me about how my daughter can't be a princess? The yeah. fuck out of here! He's gonna be wearing
1: Velcro <laughs> shoes till he's fourteen. Right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like. And that happened too. One of the kids, they said, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And the kid was like, "Doctor." And the whole place went, "Yay!" Woo! The parents are going crazy, and I'm like, "It's not, <laughs> not <fucking> true. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to happen." I, in fact, I bet of all the doctors in the world, far fewer than one percent at five said they were going to be <laughs> be one. Yeah. I mean, but but this kid said it, and everyone went crazy for it, and everything. And I go, "Look, look." At five, that kid thinks being a doctor means putting on a stethoscope and coming up to a stuffed animal and going, you're okay, you're not sick, or take two cookies and call me in the morning. Like, they don't, they don't fucking know what being a doctor entails. If you look at them and you go, oh, by the way, this is going to be like nearly a decade of schooling, and you may go through problems with addiction and alcoholism and depression, it has a really high suicide rate and everything that you could possibly imagine, and you're going to have your entire life paying off all the student loans from this, but what would you say you want to be again? Princess, <laughs> <laughs> sit him down. Make him watch like a video of a heart surgery where the guy
1: dies on the table. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, this is what you want. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, just show him a video of the doctor at home with his wife throwing shit at him. You're <laughs> <laughs> he, too drunk. I'm a doctor. <laughs> I Where is my cocaine? cocaine? Where is my <laughs> cocaine? Get it yourself. I can't. These hands make us money. These hands. Do you understand I'm God with these hands? Show them that. Why won't they stop shaking them, assholes? <laughs> because do do I don't have my coke. <laughs> now what do you want to be when you grow up? Fireman. Yeah, there you go. There's another field. That's, yeah. that's just it. Uh, kids only know five jobs. That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, I said, said
1: mailman when I was in kindergarten. Of course Mary. you did. And you're just like, you're like, nowadays I'm like, who the fuck wants to be a mailman?
3: But <laughs> as five years old, I was like, all right, I'll we'll do that. But that's <laughs> what I mean. So it's it, that's why it's so funny. Come up to the kids and go... Oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? The kids will start naming off five jobs, and they'll be like those are the only five in the world. I don't know anything else. Like, none of those kids ever stands up and goes, middle manager at a pharmaceutical sales company in Saskatchewan. Yeah. yeah. Like, that would be an honest, what are you going to be when you grow up Yeah, yeah. answer.
1: I went, I went and I saw <laughs> Michelle Obama speak in Montreal with her Becoming book tour, and <laughs> at the beginning they did this 10-minute video of them interviewing people saying, I am becoming... And then it would be like them saying something like, I'm becoming uh, a leader in my community. I'm yeah, becoming yeah. Um, a nurse practitioner. I'm becoming... Social. And then it cuts to like this little kid. is like, I'm becoming an astronaut. And you're just like, no kid. <laughs>
0: you're becoming a failure. <laughs> Probably a dredge on society. I just love to see that cut to Tyrone the Big- I'm becoming
2: astronaut. <laughs> <Just running away. laughs> I'm becoming an astronaut.
3: Okay. I mean, maybe,
0: we'll maybe, maybe. Maybe we'll the space program goes. But let's be honest. Are you going to the moon or
1: Mars? Yeah. <laughs> it's both now. It's, yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm going to be an astronaut.
1: Sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you Are you done with having kids? too and done.
0: Yeah, I've actually I've actually been snipped. Yes, I saw that uh, online. Yeah. Uh, Post
3: op photo. That's something I. Oh, you really you put share. a photo online after it wasn't post-op i took a selfie oh, pre? mid-snip oh, oh shit i yeah. actually i actually took i uh took photo as he was uh doing the vasectomy
1: yeah. oh okay that's, I, I think, that's
3: a dick pic to send. did i film it, I, I, actually, <laughs> was it? I, I actually also filmed like a short video like i filmed like a 20 second video of me like going all right i'm in the midst of having my vasectomy right now and like you can hear the doctor giggling <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what you want to talk yeah. To do is to start giggling, and start laughing. It's yeah. a, it's a, it literally it took fifteen minutes. Yeah, it was minus yeah. nothing as well.
1: We're, we're hoping to have um, Dr. Vice come in as a guest at some point. Dr. Vice has performed how many? 50,000 uh, 50,000 50, operations. operations in Ottawa. He is like Procedures. the go-to Procedures. guy for the snip-snip. And supposedly wow. he has zero sense of humor. None. So really cold as ice. We just want to get him in here right. and just like make ball jokes for an hour.
3: Oh, yeah. absolutely.
0: <laughs> I also think he has a bit of a fetish. In his process, but I'll talk to him when we get him in here. Yeah, I, I'm gonna like I'm gonna give it
1: like I'm gonna wait 18 months, make sure healthy baby, and then I'm going for a snip. Right, we're doing a one and er um, We said that we would maybe have two if the first one was a boy, just because we were so convinced we we're having a girl. Right, uh-huh, we're uh-huh. like if we don't have a girl, we're going to be disappointed. Uh-huh. So we're, we're having a girl, which means
3: that uh, I can get a snipped. I'm I'm amazed at. Nowadays, it's all it's it's a lot of one and done or two and done when when kids and everything. It's so funny how that's such a genera- generational thing. My mom is one of nine.
2: Shit.
1: My dad
3: is one of six. Uh-huh. My, my dad was one of four. My mom was one of four. Man, I grew up with lots of people that were, you know, from like families of four kids and things like that. Yeah. And now you you just don't see it. And, and when you do see people like our age that have like three or four kids or something like that, you're like. I I mean, are you are you starting an Irish step band? Like what you like? You know what I mean? Like you actually are like how? It's my big thing is the environmental impact.
1: Is like if we were in a better position as like a planet, I would maybe want more than one kid. But you know, between the next two years, there's going to be close to 150 thousand diapers going into a landfill that can't be biodegraded, and Ottawa doesn't have the processes to break down biodegradable diapers. So like. You know we can do the cloth diapers, which we're gonna do because. Good luck with that. Oh my god, it's gonna make me so sick. Holy but the whole idea is like it's like I honestly I don't want my like I, I said it on stage very sadly and depressingly the other night. Whereas like it's like she's gonna grow up to be thirty five years old and then the planet's gonna end. So good fucking luck, right?
0: That's um, a killer closer,
1: by the way. I know. I, know. I got off stage and Damra was like, "So you had a fantastic set." One note. <laughs> <laughs>
0: My biggest thing is that uh, how is it fair to, I don't know, I guess I just don't, to give them equal amount of attention or to be fair to that many kids if there's that many, you're buying for so little of my time and my knowledge and my affection and how is that fair? that's just for me Maybe make it work I guess I don't know from that perspective you could do the
1: age gap thing like my my father's oldest brother is 18 years older than him right so like mm -hmm. by the time my dad was born like the two oldest were getting ready to move out so they're able to
0: well I'm the oldest of five in my family yeah right so that but there's like again a huge age gap right like when my baby brother was born I was 15 right so there's a gap there also Mm -hmm. a remarriage for my dad but That's still huge.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was reading about it, like, it's especially um, the next generation coming up now, getting older and having kids, that it's all, like, one and done. That's the big deal. It's one and done. Um, And we can talk about the environmental impact, but uh, here in Canada, Canadians are not breeding fast enough to Mm -hmm. support the aging society.
2: No.
1: Yeah, it's, it's an issue. It's why we need our immigration, yeah. right? And you hear, like, you hear the right who are like, stop bringing in immigrants. I'm like, well, do you want to retire? Yeah. Do you want to be able to retire at the age of 63 or 65 yeah. and enjoy the last 10 yeah. to 15 years of your life doing nothing? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to work until the day you die, <laughs> shut the fuck up, and let, like,
3: Muhammad come in and be a doctor? Yeah. Muhammad's a fucking doctor. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I can't imagine, I mean, two kids is is so much to deal with. So I look back and I go, holy shit, my, my grandparents had nine yeah. assholes? Like, it's just the crazy... Oh. Jim Gaffigan said, uh, he has four kids, four. Yeah. and someone said, what's that like? He says, imagine you're drowning and someone hands you a baby. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know what I mean? And that's... And that's with four, and I go, God, I feel like that too. Like, uh, yeah. what kind of superhero are you to have five fucking kids now? At you're I, only given what you can take, right? You've
1: seen Monty Python's Meaning of Life, right? Uh, yeah, of course. The start of Every Sperm is Sacred, mm-hmm. when it's just like a baby pops up.
0: Could you get that
1: one? I was pregnant. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to, to sell couple. six of you to the mine <laughs> <laughs> And a medical science, little the lawyer. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, from it's so... That's a it's a really funny thing. It's also um, I, I find it. Uh, we had two daughters, and what I find, uh, and I was happy when my wife and I were both happy to find out we were having a, a second daughter. And people were always say, like, "Oh, you didn't want like one of both or blah blah blah." And I go, uh, "I don't know if this sounds weird, but I was really close with my brother, mm-hmm. right?" And so I wanted a second girl because that idea of the the, the two sisters bonding because me and my brother bonded, right? And and my wife, she had a brother, has a brother, and they would never been close, mm-hmm. right? And so she often she said I wanted two girls because I often wondered would my brother and I have gotten along better if we'd been the same gender, right? If we, yeah. You know. But I don't know. Then I then I'll meet some people like no, I have a sister and we're thick as thieves and. I have a brother, and I hate him, you know? Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah we talked about this Thursday
1: at the show a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, the closest sibling to me is my sister who's two years younger, and we never got along. Mm-hmm. You know, we still, like, we get along a lot better now. But like, even my brother, my brother and I didn't start getting along. My brother's six years younger than me until he was an adult, right? Like, mm-hmm. it was like when he was 18 years old, and I was 24, which when suddenly we were like, all right, we get each other now.
0: You, ha- you get along with your brother, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the... My closest brother, Carl, uh, is still back in Alberta. They're part of the KKK.
3: Oh, is that it? Not not the 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 actual club.
0: I know you're from uh, down south, so you're like, oh, that's nonchalant. I've heard that. I'm from Georgia. Uh, Yeah. So that was (laughs) not a huge (laughs) shock. (laughs) No, uh, yeah, I get along good with him. Uh, The younger siblings, the uh, two sisters and my youngest brother, because I never lived with them and never grew up with them, I really didn't form much of relationships with them until again adult life and okay. now it's been it's been good yeah i just want to clarify uh
1: chris is not part of the clan no um <laughs> chris kingsbury kk K. and carl kingsbury was also a case
0: so, so there was a little club we started together called the kkk we literally <laughs> did that together but they were like seven right like, yeah, so like, was not. Like, they didn't they didn't know we didn't know i just it's
1: happen. funny I just don't don't want our listeners to know. <laughs> they already know wow. you're a math addict.
0: They don't yeah, need to know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need to know that other weird. My thing. my no. partner. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this. I share a lot of stuff about my partner, and then it just say like forgiveness is better than permission, right? Yeah, usually. Um, yeah. her she's got a brother. Her brother is my age. She's a little bit older than me. Um, and nice. she was saying, I know, right? <laughs> 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 um. She was saying that they got along uh they didn't get along as kids, and it wasn't like the same thing as it wasn't just the like adults that they got along, and mm-hmm. that they're able to actually jest and when he calls her a whore, she's like, "I know you're joking and doing it out of love now, you're not doing yeah. it like being a bitch right yeah, yeah, so
0: spiteful it's yeah. about it's about
1: kind of growing too, and these are the people you're growing with, and you know. Hopefully, hopefully, it just ends
0: up being. I was actually thankful to become a part of my younger brother's uh, teenage life, and and my moving out here and a part of my recovery coincided with the last three years of his high school. Some of the most impressionable years, I think, for a person coming an adult, right? And he had a lot of questions, and I never said to him, "Don't do these drugs." But I said to him, here's what they're going to do to you. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you want to do these things, I get that because it's a curiosity thing. But here's what's going to happen. Ecstasy is going to make you sad after prolonged use. Uh, amphetamines are going to make you want to sleep and then just be angry. So we're talk about a coke crash, right? Yeah, <laughs> coke crash also the same thing. Such expensive regret. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you want to
1: hate yourself <clears throat> for 24 hours yeah. and just have spent $300 to do it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Poyote buttons are going to make you think you're a turtle and then thank the planet that you're here but then cry a little bit because you're killing it. You know what I mean? But it, it yeah, so I remember with that and, and, as a consequence, he didn't get into a lot of other drugs. Yeah. Like, he. It's, it's like, uh, hallucinogens, weed. Like psychedelics. Psychedelics. Right? Yeah. yeah. But not, like, a lot of his friends went right into the MDMA and the Molly. And yeah. he was just like, yeah, I don't no, go over here. I'll watch you guys. It's cool. I'm not going to anything so you know. that's that
1: everything like i used to be an addictions therapist in high schools right mm-hmm. i used to work with youth as an addictions therapist and um one of the big things that i think that the the youth really enjoyed becoming <clears> and working with me is i would never be like you cannot do this drug or you should not do this drug mm-hmm. it'd be like what do you want to do <clears throat> let's look it up what is it going to do to your body physically what's it going to mm-hmm. do to your mind mentally mm-hmm. what's it going to do to you at the age of 14 versus at the age of 19 or 25 and now you've got the information if you choose to do this, how can you do it safely? Yeah. Right, I think that that's the important conversation when it comes to drugs. Yeah, and absolutely. We're gonna we're gonna do a full episode of it. Yeah, totally. Worry down worry down the, the road, the it's gonna go safe cocaine. Safe cocaine. <laughs> we're just gonna bring pals of powdered sugar, <laughs> and later, and they, I know people can't see it, but we will be snorting powdered sugar. All totally, obviously. totally. Yeah. Uh, we should be wrapping this up in the next like minute or two, uh, just because we're trying to keep this no more than like an hour to an hour and a half. Um, yeah. Any uh, any like final thoughts? Any final parenting advice? Anything that you would you would Let's say to our listeners out there, hopefully there'll be, you'll be episode three. So hopefully we'll have at least five by then. Okay. All
3: right. Um, <laughs> no, you know what? Um, I, I, you know, the advice I give uh, to every parent is the advice that my wife and I give each other all the time. And that is, uh, don't be too hard on yourself. I like that. That's mm-hmm. great. I, I like that to share that. that with my wife. You're going to, you're, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to screw up. You're going to say the wrong thing do the wrong thing. You're going to, don't be too hard on yourself. You know, what I mean, it's, it's your, your parents struggled to, you just didn't see it. Yeah. And it's not even that they were good at hiding it. You're just, you were a kid and you didn't think about it. So, <laughs> oh, you know, everybody weird. makes mistakes and everybody screws up and, and every day is a new day. And, you know, and I talk about your relationship is going to change or whatever, that doesn't mean it's over. That doesn't mean it's worse. It's mm-hmm. you, you just, you evolve with each other and you move on. And so don't be too hard on yourself. Cool. So uh, this episode is going to drop mid July. Uh, so your Amazon Prime special will already be out. Yeah, but it's not just on Amazon. It is on. Uh, it's it's in lots of places. It's a uh, Dish on Demand, uh, Directv on Demand, Rogers and Bell on Demand. I believe it'll be in. Um, it'll be on iTunes and uh, all kinds of places. What's it called? Kind of, sort of, grown up. Kind of, sort of, grump. That's that's perfect. That's That's perfect. That's so perfect. perfect.
1: That is perfect for this entire conversation. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, uh, check out Ward Anderson. Check out his special when it comes out in July. Thank you so much for being here, Ward. Thanks for having me. And uh, we'll check in with you later.
0: Are you finding it hard and difficult to find some quality time together with your partner? Cocaine. Do you simply wish there were just more hours in a day? Cocaine. Well, have you heard of cocaine? Cocaine! That's right, cocaine. Try and test it true. Let's listen to some of these happy customers' reviews.
2: Cocaine!
0: There you have it, folks. Cocaine. Consult your local dealer today. Cocaine! Uh,
1: With our Dick of the Week. Dick of the Week. Dick of the Week. Who is our
0: Dick of the Week this week, Christopher? The one, the only, Burt Kreischer. Mm, Absolutely, Burt. Mr. Dad-bot himself. himself.
1: Mr. Burt Kreischer. If you you do not know Mr. Burt Kreischer, he is one of the funniest comedians out there. Um, And actually, that's why he's our Dick of the Week. This is going to come out in about... Sorry, four weeks, because we're doing every second Sunday drops. So this is relevant to today, which is June 18th.
0: Yes. So Bert was down in Australia. Yes.
1: He's on a morning talk show, TV talk show.
0: TV talk show, live from across Australia television in the morning. And he told his daughter's coming-of-age period party joke. Yeah, it's a funny joke. Great joke. It's a funny joke. It, it engages it, it brings him into his life it, it's so, got a punchline, and, and it, it it's, it's great
1: if, if you don't know the joke he's got a special on Netflix called secret time um and he he goes know, into it's it it's up secret he, time. Yeah, yeah he yeah. goes in, he goes into it and it's all about like it's really empowering about like you know what we''re, we're throwing this period party and, and we're inviting some boys and they have no idea why everything is red. Right. Yeah. Why we're why we're eating why spaghetti we're... with marinara and drinking of it, yeah. and dro- like red wine and yeah, it's very funny,
0: very funny. So he does this on Australian national television, and well, um, they
1: hated it. No, they did they? They were like, so angry. There was
0: hate mail instantly. Tweets, Twitter just blew, blew up.
1: up, and they were like, like even the people that were hosting the show were like taken aback, and they were like, I don't know if
0: we're allowed to laugh. You know, this is weird and awkward, and this isn't talked about on Australian television. It was, it was weird because. It's fucking positive. Yeah, it's, it's fucking British. British. Come on, you guys, you guys are all cons. <laughs> <laughs> you know a thing or two about blood. Uh, only, yeah, exactly. Like, not only are you guys on about cons, but like let's go hey a step further on this one. Uh in 98, you guys legalized sex work and then you have problems with period jokes? calm the fuck off.
1: Jim Jeffries is from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lighten the fuck up, Australia. Burt Kreischer you're a dick of the week. Totally. Dick of the Week! Dick of the Week! All right, our our episode is almost done. Thank you for sticking with us. I hope that you've enjoyed things thus far. Um, we have our What We Learned segment. What I should learned. stop calling things segments, man. What,
0: what, we have What We Learned This Week, What did we learn this week? Well, Chris, what did you learn this week? I learned it this week. Pinworm vaccinations for one treat uh, covers adults and kids, and pinworm's a fucking thing. Holy crap. Make sure kids wash their hands when they come out of the garden or doing anything just in general. Uh, My wife has spent the better part of the week purging and cleaning every toy possible. And, uh, yeah, Eddie was complaining about his stomach hurting, like, a week ago. We were like, what is it, is it gas or something? He was like, no, it really hurts, and then it would go away. And, yeah, so pinworm... If your butt's checking and itching, and you've had a shower, you probably got the worm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not and cool. uh, it's contagious. Yes, and that's why every adult had I had to spend twenty dollars on every adult in the house. Hey, can you tell me this? But does
1: pinworm vaccines cause autism
0: for the pinworm? Probably, totally, because okay. if the worms are, like, getting you it all smart, like, kind of a la fry from, like, uh, Futurama, you know, when he eats the salad and it gets worms in his stomach and it makes him super smart, oh. these worms make you super stupid because it actually affects your moods and your balance and your and your emotional equilibrium because your pain, I guess, I don't know what it is, it's, it's very, like, Kids had a bug up their ass, literally. Uh, they literally had a bug up their ass. Do, the last do, they, weeks. Like, do, you, do you shit out the worms? Yeah, they die though, but you shit them out. With oh, that. so
1: it's not like you poop and then you see like little squiggly worms? No, like, they die. This is uh, like the
0: chemical. They gas, <laughs> they gas them in your intestines, literally. One so, night, I'm so sorry, but this is <laughs> one night there was a few
1: comedians at Freddie Jones's place. Right. And uh, one of them called another comedian who's a marathon runner. It was like, 1 in the morning? And just left the message being like, hey, do marathoners poop while they're running?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to run the Boston Marathon
1: too. uh, Their response was, yeah, sometimes. It was just like, we we had to know that at one in the morning.
0: (laughs) I ain't stopping my time. I'm just not even going to cop a squat because I'm just going to shit and keep running. What did you learn this week, Champ? Oh, fuck. Um,
1: So I'm not a handy person. Um, If if Daddy Issues with Champ and Kingsbury doesn't work out, we're going to actually do a handyman television show Called like Kingsbury and the Chump.
0: <laughs> yeah, basically, I'll help him with everything. Uh, we put together some IKEA this week uh, oh. for some promotional photos and stuff like that. Well, and, we yeah. put
1: together IKEA furniture because I'm having a baby.
0: And That's right. Building yeah. a nursery. Yeah, and... moreover, building a nursery. But yeah, my maybe... baby is IKEA rich. Yes, IKEA rich. <laughs> 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 He'll never be helicopter rich. Oh though. no. Maybe. That's a
1: good Craig Faye reference. It is a great. You Craig should Faye. check out Craig Faye's album Helicopter Rich. Helicopter Rich,
0: and uh, Craig Faye also has a podcast
1: with Rebecca, with Rebecca Reed. Yeah, yeah. And I was hey. almost going to say stop sucking Craig's dick, but no, 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 no this, this is, is a great yeah, podcast. Yeah, this is yeah. yeah,
0: this is talking both of them. So uh, uh, yeah, it's about no. talking villains. Yes, yeah, talking villains. It's talking it's villains, talking it's and it's talking they talk village. about
1: like the world, not the world, but like in pop culture, like the biggest villains and the baddies. Yeah, yeah. So what I what I actually learned this week um other than the fact that we have withstood the IKEA relationship test yeah it was a big one uh <sighs> is that when you don't have chris you fuck shit up <laughs> i moved the freezer actually i bought i bought a deep chest freezer cuz we're like we're having a baby we need we should fucking get a Costco membership Sound and investment i just stopped saying fuck <laughs> There's gonna be a day when she's like, "What did my daddy do?" And then she's gonna listen to like episode three and be like,
0: "My dad, yeah. uh,
1: fuck." <laughs> I bought I bought a chest freezer and I bought it off a of Kijiji. I'm an idiot. Uh, I moved it. I moved it in my future brother in law's truck. Uh, It was tight, like, it was good. Then we moved into the basement, and we set it down. And I I, I turned it, it turns out I learned that once you set down a freezer, you gotta let it settle. Or the Freon goes free. And the freezer doesn't work. So I plugged it right on in to be like, I want to make sure this motherfucker works.
0: Yeah. And it worked.
1: And so then we went out, and we bought, like, $400 food. (sighs) And we stocked this chest freezer. And then a week later, I was like, I want, I want a pizza. That was this week. (laughs) (laughs) And everything was done. And it's gone. (laughs) It just reeked, man. Like I had to bake and soda it. I like vacuumed it. I went in like with a scrub. Kate threw up. Oh, yeah. And no, then when 100%. Kate threw up, she peed herself. <laughs> <laughs> that's what pregnant ladies do. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, pressure on
0: that bladder. Yeah. It's worth, worth. Yeah, yeah no, that's bad. I'm sorry that happened to anybody. No, but, it's okay. It's
1: okay. So if anybody wants to donate me a chest freezer, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I can uh, send you pics. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know how sex work works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. We should have a Patreon. Yeah, you yeah. wanna, You want to see Matthew's left nipple? <laughs> Two dollars and fifty It's Harry. <laughs> oh fuck. Oh my God. Guys, you guys have been a lot of fun this week. I, I say that on stage. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> this has been a fun week.
1: This has. This um, has uh, been
0: a fun episode and uh you can find us on our socials, uh Twitter at We Got Dad Issues. Dad, um, not, daddy. not daddy We Got dad. dad Issues on Instagram at We Got Daddy Issues. Yeah, we do. Yeah, YouTube Daddy Issues with Champ and Kingsbury. We should upload there soon yes we should Uh, Facebook uh, Daddy Issues with Champion Kingsbury and the password for all accounts is Uh, those are the social platforms come and check us out you can also find both of us on all those platforms as well so give us a follow yeah
1: we're gonna we we retweet we retweet the shit out of Daddy Issues because we want people to follow us so that's how you can find us just look and see who's retweeted it and it's us that's right we are the (laughs) only ones Um, (laughs) look this is fantastic thank you so much for listening thank you Daddy Issues with Champ and Kingsbury was created by Chris Kingsbury and Matthew Champ produced by Chris Kingsbury and Matthew Champ featuring Chris Kingsbury and Matthew Champ it was edited by Matthew Champ Air Melodica by Matthew Champ special thanks to Freddie Jones and Heather Hurst special thanks to Berg Kreischer You're our dick of the week. And Vimy Brew Company. And finally, special thanks going out to Ward Anderson, 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 your one killer dude.